0: How do we cope when bad things happen to good people, especially when a good person dies at an early age? We hope to offer some insights to this question on this edition of the Bellator Christi Podcast.
1: podcast brought to you by bellatorchristie.com now join your host brian chilton as we enter the arena of ideas
0: Taking up the sword of Christian theology and the shield of classic apologetics while taking Christian truth into the arena of ideas, this is the Bellator Christi podcast. Uh, Coming to you on a special day. uh, We're actually doing this on Monday, April twenty third, 2018. Uh, Good to have you on board. Uh, I'll mention to you the reason why we're doing this a little differently this week than we normally do. Normally, the podcast is available to you uh, every Friday, Uh, afternoon Uh, but this week uh, last week we weren't able to get the podcast in uh, so that's why we're needing to do it on uh, by this means this week First of all, let me just tell you that the Bellator Christie Podcast is a production of bellatorchristi.com. We do encourage you to go uh, to the website, and while you're there, you can uh, subscribe. You can subscribe to the website, and by doing so, you'll receive all the articles and links to these very podcasts as they become available. Uh, This week, we're going to have the uh, article and podcast available on one. Uh, This is going to be a unique thing uh, due to time restraints and uh, things that have taken place over the course of the last couple of weeks Uh, we're going to um, have have need of doing this uh, that this week so um, I'll explain to you a a little behind the reason why here in just a few moments but you can also catch the podcast on uh, iTunes tune in Google Play as well as Stitcher and we hope you uh, will do that take the podcast with you on the go and share it uh, to Anyone that you feel the need of listening to this podcast, hopefully that'll be everyone. And so, if you'd like to uh, help us out, you know you can also email me at uh, Brian Chilton, B R I A N C H I L T O N. I tell everybody to think of uh, when spelling my last name, think of a cashless Hilton, uh, add a C in front of the Hilton, and you have it. Uh, but uh, that's Brian Chilton at BellatorChristie com, and so we'll get with you. Or maybe you have a, uh, maybe you'd like to come on the podcast. Maybe you have a question that you'd like for me to discuss and perhaps answer on a future podcast. If you go to uh, the website, there is a link called uh, Submitting a, a Question to Bellator Christie." I'll get your question and we'll answer that as quickly as we can. Um, this The past couple of weeks have been very, very busy. Um, and... Um, one of the reasons why last Sunday before last we had Doctor Amy Downey with us, uh, and she did a fantastic job. She's been she's no stranger to Bellator Christian Ministries. She's been on the podcast before, and. Um, and and she was with us here at Huntsville Baptist Church uh, Sunday before last, sharing about the work of Tazaka Ministries. And it was wonderful getting to know her and her mother, Barbara. Uh, just two wonderful ladies in the Lord, and we, we appreciate and love them so much. Uh, and but the Saturday before she came, uh, we had a tragedy here at the church. We had a man who was only two years older than myself. Uh, which I'm giving away my age. <laughs> he's, he's 42, uh, who was involved in a fatal uh, ATV accident in West Virginia. And he left behind, a he leaves behind a 15-year-old girl, a 15-year-old daughter, and a wonderful wife who loved him dearly. And um, it's been a very difficult. I, I told Amy about this, uh, the Saturday that it happened. I told her as she was coming in, warning her, That this would not be the usual Huntsville Baptist Church you see This would not be the usual service uh, Because there will be a lot of hurting people I had to make the announcement that morning Half the congregation knew it, half the congregation didn't And for those who knew it, it was uh, painful for them to hear uh, Once again, the passing of their um, loved one And and I'm going to go ahead and mention his name The, The man's name is Jamie Lanier Great guy, he was a great guy um, he is a great guy because he's not really dead. He was a Christian. He believed in Christ. We often talked about his love and passion for listening to Dr. J. Vernon McGee on Through the Bible Radio. And we mentioned that quite a bit. But um, um, I, told, I told Amy about this. And, you know, and, and God's sovereignty is, is really an amazing thing because God had Amy here at the right time, at the right place, at the right location. Because she shared with us a passage and From the book of Isaiah Isaiah chapter 57 Verses 1 and 2 and, uh, and I'm going to share this passage with you here in just a few moments But this passage was one that God just impressed upon my heart Strongly So strongly that this was the passage I used at Jamie's funeral this past Thursday And Interestingly enough, Jamie had uh, had spoken to his wife, asking the question in a random conversation. Asking the question if, when he died, he wondered if, when he, if, when whenever he died, he wondered if anyone would come to his funeral. Well, friends, I tell you, this funeral was the largest funeral I have ever officiated. Our church is a small church. The church here at Huntsville is a small church. It holds about, probably about 200 people, max capacity. Uh, the fellowship building holds about 150. The sanctuary was full. The, the fellowship building was packed. There were people lined up outside the church and seated around the sanctuary. We estimate that there may have been as many as 400 people, probably more, 400 people who came to the funeral. And so Jamie's question was certainly answered but one of the biggest questions that a lot of people are having and rightfully so is the question of why would God take someone so early someone like Jamie so early Jamie wasn't perfect he had flaws like all of us do but why would God I mean but relatively speaking you know, Jamie was a guy who would help anybody out in a time of need He wasn't a guy who went out and was uh, sleeping around. He wasn't a guy who was going out doing all these terrible things. He wasn't out to take advantage of people. He wasn't out trying to hurt someone or kill someone or do anything like that. Jamie was very much a peace-loving person who loved to have fun and who was actually going up to this trail in West Virginia, clearing debris, uh, and as his good friend Scott Collins said, Jamie left this earth while making Earth a better place, and I, I think he's right. So many people are asking the question, why does God take um, someone so early? And folks, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't know that I could. I don't think any of us could ever truly answer that completely satisfactory, because quite honestly. Um, the answers only truly found in the mind of God. God only knows the answers to that question. But I think he does give us some clues. And the the passage that I was telling you about that Amy shared comes from Isaiah chapter 57, verses 1 and 2, which says, The righteous person perishes. The righteous person perishes, and no one takes it to heart. The faithful are taken away, with no one realizing that the righteous person is taken away because of evil. He will enter into peace. They will rest on their beds, everyone who lives uprightly. I think from this passage of Scripture, we can actually find three comforting truths, and these are the truths that I shared with everyone this Thursday at Jamie's funeral. Number one, we can take comfort by the sign of a fallen world. And what I mean here is that Things do not always go as planned. Um, we we live in a world where um, sometimes the good are the, the the bad take advantage of the good, and the good are taken early. We live in a world where sometimes it seems as if the the bad people bad people go unpunished, and good people are oppressed. But I want to tell you, friend, that this is a sign of a fallen world. Because this is not the world that God intended. This is a world that came about as a result of our sin. Okay? Our sinful nature. God is holy. God is pure. God is the ultimate good. Okay? It's, it's, it's not God's intentions, or it's not God's secret will, if you want to call it that, that, that the good suffer. But we have to understand that this world is the way it is because of our sin nature. You see, in the sovereignty of God, he gave us the book of Proverbs. And in the book of Proverbs, we hear about the, the way things are supposed to operate, It's supposed to be in this world that if you work hard, that good things will come to you. It's supposed to be that if you're a good person, good things will come to you. If you're a bad person, bad things will come to you. It's supposed to be where the good are blessed and the bad are punished. But is that always the case? And I think any rational person would say, no, absolutely not. And I think this is the reason why we see that, uh, the, that uh, um, uh, the health and wellness gospel fails and it falls on its face. Because according to that theology, according to that mindset, that if you have faith in God, you'll never get sick. If you have faith in God, you'll never have any troubles come to you. But is that the way things work? And the answer is Resoundingly, no. Paul himself was a faithful man of God who trusted Christ, who loved God, and loved people, but what happened to him? You know, he was beheaded. Jesus was the only perfect person that walked the face of this earth, and he was crucified. He suffered. Did that make him an evil person? Heaven forbid. No. You see, but God in His sovereignty not only gave us the book of Proverbs, He also gave us the book of Job, and the book of Ecclesiastes. The book of Job tells the story of a, guy, of, of, of a time and of a man who did not experience things the way they were supposed to operate. Job was a righteous man. He wasn't perfect, but he was a righteous man who loved God, who sought to follow God. But what happened with Job? Job lost his family. He lost his home. He even lost his health. He came down with leprosy. And he even got to the point that he said it would have been better if I were never even born. But God was faithful to Job. Even though all of this was going on, God's advice to Job at the very end was simple. Job, I know more about what's going on than you do. See, Job didn't know about the spiritual battle that was taking place at the very beginning of the book. He didn't know about all these other issues that were taking place. But God's answer was this, Job... I created all things. I know more than you do. Trust me in the good times. Trust me in the bad. And so we can see that we can take comfort in the fact that things are not the way they are always supposed to be. But that's a sign of a fallen world. And if left alone, that may not give us much comfort, but we see further further points. And let me go back to, the, to Isaiah 57 before we leave this. Notice that he says that the righteous person perishes, the righteous person's taken away. Why is that? Because of evil. Or uh, he's taken away from the presence of evil is another translation for that. But it's because of evil that this takes place because we do live in an evil world. But secondly, we can take comfort in the first part of verse 2 by the security of a faithful word. God says through Isaiah that this righteous person will enter into peace. Now, to me, that sounds like uh, uh, the promise of of eternal life, even in the Old Testament. Um, And as this note says, retribution does not always happen in this life. Good things happen to bad people, and as these verses point out, bad things happen to good people. Even so, in verse 2, we see a hint that a future resolution of this problem will come when he talks about death for the righteous as entering into peace, talking about the eternity that God has established for us. Now understand, God is faithful and just. He is faithful and just. Jesus himself was faithful and just. Jesus himself was truthful in all the things that he said. He said that he was going to be crucified, and guess what? He was crucified. He said that he would raise again on the third day. Guess what happened? He raised again on the third day. He fulfilled his promises. So if God can fulfill his promises on the more miraculous end of the spectrum, looking at the miracles that took place through Christ's virgin birth, through his miraculous life, living a good life, through his death, burial, and resurrection, literal resurrection, is ascension into heaven after forty days being on earth, uh, risen from the dead on the uh, and rising uh, ascending into heaven on the ascension day forty days after the resurrection, bringing down the day of Pentecost the Holy Spirit coming down at the day of Pentecost, doing all these things. If God has been faithful in all of these promises, don't you think He's going to be faithful in the promise that He gives us concerning eternal life? Let me flip over here and read another passage of Scripture real quickly. This comes from the Gospel of John. In the Gospel of John, chapter 11, you will recall that this passage of Scripture describes uh, Jesus' raising of, of uh, his good friend Lazarus from the dead. And uh, he, he says, Lazarus has died, verse 14, I'm glad for you that I wasn't there, so you may believe, but let's go to him. He says again in verse 23, Your brother will rise again. And they're still questioning him about this. Martha especially still questioning him about this. And... Um, Jesus says to her in verse 25, and listen to the way this is phrased. Listen to the way Jesus phrases this. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Okay, he's the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, the one who has faith, the one who trusts me, even if he dies, will live. Even if he dies, will live. I don't see how you get around the intermediate state. In that that doesn't make sense except for there being an intermediate state where we are absent from the body present with the Lord. Everyone who li- everyone even if he dies he will live. Okay? Everyone verse 26, everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Again, that's only fulfilled it's only fulfilled when a person uh, places their faith and trust in Christ and it's only fulfilled in, in its entirety, in its totality, if there is an intermediate state that is to be absent from the body, is to be present with the Lord, awaiting that time of the final resurrection that will take place when Christ returns. So we can take God at His word. And finally, we can take comfort not only by the sign of a fallen world, wor- world, excuse me, comfort by the security of a faithful word, in the first part of verse 2. But we can take comfort by the swearing of a future warrant. Now look, he says, He will enter into peace. They will rest on their beds, everyone who lives uprightly. Now this doesn't mean that every, that this promise is for everyone. Okay? Just those who have trusted in Christ and have been transformed by His grace and are living a faithful life unto Him. Okay? Um. That's what he's talking about. Which means that God has given this future warrant. Which means that God is going to correct the bad things on this earth. God is going to correct these things and God is going to bring eternal uh, love and peace for those who trust in him. And for those who don't, they will give an account for their evil deeds. Um, there is a day of reckoning, folks. And God is going to recreate this creation to the place that He wants it to be. You see, God allows things to happen now to bring about a greater good in the end. Now, this brings about another question. Again, why does God take some good people early on? I shared this story with the, with the folks at, uh, at Jamie's funeral this Thursday. And this goes back to the this story goes back to the late nineties, circa ninety seven, ninety eight. Um, I was attending Fruitland Baptist Bible College in Hendersonville, North Carolina. It's a small Baptist college up in uh, the mountains of North Carolina. It's called Fruitland. Uh, <laughs> some people say, "Well, they, do they make you guys like Fruit Loops up there?" What's Fruitland all about? I said, "No, no, no, no. Fruitland is uh, it's an apple orchard country." up there, and I'm telling you, in, in, in certain times of the year when the apples are growing on the trees, man, it just smells wonderful up there, all these apple orchards, uh, apple trees as far as the eye can see, it's a beautiful, beautiful place up there, but this little area called Fruitland outside of Henderson, the greater Hendersonville, North Carolina area, wonderful, beautiful place, it has this Bible college, the president at the time was a wonderful man by the name of Dr. Randy Kilby. I don't know if you've heard of him or not uh, He was a big man You know, big, mighty statured man And he would preach And man, he would pound on that pulpit And it sounded like the entire church would reverberate Whenever he pounded on that pulpit uh, it definitely keep you awake, that's for sure And when he would get in the spirit He would pull out his handkerchief He would wipe his face And he'd spin it around Because, you know, he was so excited And in the spirit Well, the thing is, uh, Dr. Kilby had been preaching all over the southeastern United States. And he came to an area in the mountains of North Carolina called Lenore, a little community called Lenore. And he preached uh, a revival there. And uh, I've been told he actually spoke at the uh, North Carolina Baptist State Convention uh, right before, prior to uh, preaching that revival in Lenore. I mean, he was all over the place. He'd been in Myrtle Beach before that, and no telling where he was before that. While he was in Lenore, he, Doctor Kilby, the same age at the same age that I am, had a massive heart attack. Uh, he actually sang as well as preached in the last. Words he publicly spoke wasn't a song that says little as much if God is in it, and I wish I had the recording. I have the recording somewhere. I, I may have to see if I can uh, uh, post it on a future edition of the Bill Christi Christie podcast if I can find what I've done with it. So it's a wonderful message, powerful message, but little as much when God is in it. That was the that was the title, and. Um, what well, was the, the song he sang. But he had a massive heart attack in his, uh, in his hotel room that night. And at Mud Creek Baptist Church in Hendersonville, North Carolina, they had his funeral. And, the, and I tell you all of this to, to really bring home a point that his mother, godly mother, said. As she was standing over his casket, she looked down at her son and said, What worse fate did God save you from? What worse fate did God save you from? Now, for those of you who know me, you know that I ascribe to the Molinist idea. Uh, and, and even, you know, we talk about congruism and things of this nature, the distinction between that and Molinism. I'm, I'm just going to call it Molinism, for simplicity's sake. Um. The Molinist describes God's knowledge as as being where he knows, where he has free knowledge, where he has natural knowledge, the potentials that exist, free knowledge, which is basically kind of like simple foreknowledge, he knows what's going to happen in the future, and then middle knowledge, knowing what free creatures would decide and by that he knows factuals the way things the what choices that are made the things that do happen and will come to pass and he knows counterfactuals those things which were not chosen which would lead to other ends okay if you do a little mental experiment and just think about this if god knows the actions and the actions not chosen from every person then I think that that is a very good possibility. I think that that mother's right. It may be that sometimes God takes good people early in life to spare them from some future worse fate. In the case of Jamie, going back to Jamie, Jamie was an outdoorsman. He loved ATVs. He loved being outside. He loved... uh, He loved doing things. Dr. Kilby is the same way. He loved being outdoors, but he also loved preaching. He loved traveling. He loved preaching the Word. I don't think that either of those men, I don't think that either of those men would have done well if they were laid up in a hospital bed for a lengthy period of time. Um, And you may say, okay, now what about good people who are in hospital beds? You know, Maybe they're more equipped to handle it than some of the people who are taken early in age, or possibly even the person who's in the hospital bed. It, it could have all. It could always be worse. Than even still, you just don't ever know. You see, God knows the possibilities. And when we go back to Job and we and we we look at this passage in Isaiah fifty-seven, and when we go back to Job, I think the message we find in Job is clear. God tells Job an unsettling. Gives Job an unsettling message. Job, in the good times, trust me. In the bad times, trust me. You see, I, I told them as well that uh, I preached a, me- a series of messages on heaven. Many of those have been published to the Bell Bellator Christi podcast. The last message I preached on heaven, Jamie came down the aisle he had tears welling up in his eyes and he had the most beautiful smile on his face i don't know what was going on in his life at that time i don't know what was taking place but i think my wife hit the nail on the head she said she thinks that that message that god through that message gave him the assurance he needed to know that he was going to heaven no matter what happened no matter if it was an if if, if it was an atv accident or if it was something else and friend, the point that we can simply see in all of this is that we live in a fallen world. Things don't always go according to the way we think they will. Sometimes bad things come to good people because of bad decisions. Sometimes bad things may come upon good people because God is sparing that person from, from some, something worse that could be coming down the pipe. We just simply don't know. So, I found in times where we don't know, the, the best thing to do is to focus on the things we do know. What do we know about God? Well, one, we know that God is love. We see that in 1 John. We know that also God is good. We know that God is the absolute good. We know that God is wise. Several. Passages of Scripture will back that up. Wisdom, the wisdom uh, personified. You see that in the book of Proverbs, and Jesus is identified with that wisdom in in, in, uh, John chapter 1, being the Word, and the Word became flesh. God is all wise God is all good God is all knowing God is all knowing and so he knows every possible thing that could be known he knows everything about you he knows everything about me he knows how many hair on, hairs are on our head and I, my the number of my hairs are growing increasingly less and less as time goes by but even still he knows that he knows how many days we have upon this earth and going back to what uh, Dr. Yates said last week we are indestructible until God is ready for us. So it's important for us to understand that we need to trust God in the good times, but we especially need to trust God in the bad times. While this doesn't completely give us all the answers uh, that we may have to this question, I hope that these three insights will at least give you the ability to wade through these difficult waters and hopefully will give you peace and trust in knowing that you can place your faith and trust in God and leave it there. This has been Brian Shulton. You've been listening to the Bellator Christie podcast. God bless you, and we'll see you back the next time that we step into the arena of ideas.
1: The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of BellatorChristie.com or its affiliates. The Bellator Christie Podcast is a production of BellatorChristie.com and is protected under Creative Commons copyright. All rights reserved. The theme song is Crucified, written by John and Kayla Lemonese, performed by Crosby Lane, and produced by Mansion Entertainment. Be sure to visit BellatorChristie.com and subscribe so that you can receive all the articles and podcasts in your inbox for free. Catch us on iTunes. Tune in and Stitcher. For Brian Chilton, this is Burl Childers saying God bless, and we'll see you the next time as we enter into the arena of ideas.
0: Who is God? What is He like? How can we know the answers you give to these questions will have a tremendous impact on your worship discipleship apologetics and evangelism faulty ideas about god are permeating both the church and the culture it's time to get back to the basics of understanding the existence and nature of the god who is marking the 25th year of this annual event southern evangelical seminaries national conference on christian apologetics returns to Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina with an all-star lineup of some of the finest Christian minds in the world to explore this incredibly important topic. Join us October 12-13, 2018 at Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Among the 65 speakers at the event include Ravi Zacharias of RZIM, Josh McDowell of Josh McDowell Ministries, Chip Ingram of Living on the Edge, Gary Habermas of Liberty University, Tasha Crane, Richard Land, and many, many more. Ticket prices before August 1st are $75 for adults, $45 for students. After August 1st, the tickets go up to $85 for adults, $55 for regular price. Save an extra 5% per ticket when you register by May 1st. Group, homeschool, Christian school, and skeptic discounts are available. Call for details by dialing 1-800-77-TRUTH. Extension 201. Once again, that's 1 800 77 Truth, Extension 201, or go to conference.ses.edu. The 25th anniversary of the National Conference on Christian Apologetics will be October 12th and 13th at Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. I hope to see you there.
2: Some say the best Bible translation is the one that's most literal, word for word, through and through. But there's not always a direct English translation of ancient words. So others say the best Bible translation should favor readability, thought for thought, holding on to the same meaning. But we can all agree that the very best Bible translation is one you trust and one that you want to read. One that stirs your heart and moves you to share its truth. Christian Standard Bible has been shown to be an optimal blend of accuracy and readability compared to other leading translations. The very best balance, faithfulness to the original text, and clear language that connects to the heart. After all, it's not so much about changing your Bible translation, but about seeing the Bible change your life. Point your heart to true knowledge the Christian Standard Bible
0: The Christian Standard Bible is the official translation of bellatorchristi.com. Go pick up your translation of the CSB today.
3: 971. That's the year about yeah. right. birth. We're little different. One commission took a whistle to your Christians change the earth. Okay. Found by the great Jerry Falwell Sr. He built this place. 150 votes to the two worldwide movies. Let's go with it. I saw that man's face and moved this mountain. That's right. You need a flame to flame the light. The night. We're dedicated to the King for life. So training champions for cries. Yeah, we got a couple rules and that's cool. Full accreditation, all in this school. The largest Christian university in the world. Liberty, LU, L-U. fan the flame. Make it hot, make it hot. flame. Uh-huh. <laughs> watching this is liberty music video share it retweet it to all your friends use the hashtag this is liberty peace